Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. I think I'm still on Facebook. I don't really go there. So if you want to be on the show, don't DM me on Facebook. Don't even DM me on Instagram. What you should do the quickest way to be able to be on the show is to send me an email. You could either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Give me a little information about what you want to talk about while remaining anonymous. And I tell you, everyone remains anonymous on my show. I change everyone's voices. You could be on the show. Like I said, go to my website or email me. All of that information is in the description. I also have a confessions hotline that you could call 24-7-347-420-3579. You can leave your confession there. Those are becoming episodes. I change all the voices over there as well. They are all aired on my Patreon. Now, my Patreon is a really great place to sign up for, for just $5 a month. If you join my Patreon, you hear all the anonymous confessions that come in to my show. Plus, you get all of my episodes early and ad-free. Plus, you see all of the anonymous pics of all of my female guests, and most of them are effing hot, okay? So you could see those all over there. Plus, the best thing about my Patreon right now is you get access to my private Discord. There are over 2,000 people on there now. They have Titty Tuesdays going on there. They have all kinds of X-rated stuff. I don't get involved with my Discord. It's more of a community uh, for my listeners to get involved with each other, and they do. People are hooking up on there, okay? I get emails about it all the time. To get into my Discord, you have to go through my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Like I said, it's only $5 a month, and you could cancel it any time, and then you could come back at any time. I don't care. People do it all the time. It's totally cool with me. So let's get to today's episode. It's a good one. This guy knows how to tell an effing story, okay? His name is Drew, and he is a gay cuckold. And Drew just talked the whole time. I think maybe I said three sentences in the whole (laughs) episode. And then at the end, when I was saying bye to him, I think I talked more at the end for like two minutes than I did through the whole thing because he told the story from beginning to middle to end so well. He's very descriptive. He is a gay cuckold and he talks about how he became one. I mean, this wasn't something that he always knew he was interested in. It was something that kind of came about because he was in a relationship with a guy. He's a relationship guy, one person, gay man. Like that's how he rolls. He was in a long-term relationship with a guy and he wound up getting hit on by another guy, kind of like a straight guy. I don't know. He tells that whole story. <laughs> and that guy kind of brought up a threesome with him and his boyfriend and he brought it to his boyfriend. His boyfriend was down and then the threesome happened. He gets very explicit about that threesome and what went down. They had some rules, him and his guy. And during the threesome, those rules went out the window. And when he saw those rules go out the window and saw his boyfriend engaging with the other guy, he got really jealous and really upset. And then eventually he got really turned on. He walked out of the room. He heard noises. And like I said, those kind of noises eventually became his kink. He loves nothing more now 
than to watch his partners be with other people. He sits back, he watches, he likes to be out of the room, he likes to hear. It's all because of that first experience. Now, that first experience did not end well. He talks about what happened at the end. But all of that turned him into the cuckold that he is now. He talks about how his fetish, his kink has just grown and grown. He loves watching his partners get dominated by guys and be the submissive. He's a submissive and that's why he can't be that person. So he loves to bring that person in. He does try to pick unavailable guys. So there's a lot of like straight guys, guys on the DL coming home and fucking his partner in front of him. And he just likes to watch. There's no reclaiming sex. We talk a little bit about that. That's just the way he rolls. His partners love it. Everyone seems to be happy. And you're going to be happy too because it's a great episode and he tells a great story and he made my life easy and you're going to love it. I barely talk at all. So I'm going to get right to it and be right back on with Drew. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hey, Drew. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little excited to talk to you because who you are and what you do and what you're into is something I've never really had on my show. I mean, I've been doing my show for nine years. I mean, I've had a gay guy on. I've had cuckolds on. I've had bi guys on, but I've never had on a gay cuckold before. And that's what you are. You're a guy. You're gay, but you really love seeing your partners hook up with other guys, straight guys, bi guys, all kinds of things. And you definitely have that cuckold thing going down. It's not just, listen, because a lot of people in the gay community, I think they're more open to having open relationships, right? And they all like fuck around. But like, you really like that cuck thing where you're like sitting back and watching, right? I do. Yes. So tell me your story, Drew. Are you in a relationship right now? I've been in a relationship for about one year right now, a romantic relationship. And I'm more of a romantic relationship type of guy. So I don't really go out much and I'm not bar hopping or clubs. And ever since I had one encounter some years back where I opened up my relationship and I decided to bring someone home that I kind of knew, I knew for a couple of years and I wanted to have a threesome and opened up my relationship and that relationship didn't end well because of the encounter but ever since then i have opened up all my relationships that i've had my romantic relationships with men that i that i care for and i love and i like to see them with with actually men that i hook them up with and i bring them home it's it's almost like a a cuckold fetish that i have but I actually didn't even know that I was a, a cuckold, what they say, until not too long ago. I just felt like it was some type of just weird fetish that I had, and I didn't understand why. It all started back then when I had that first relationship that I was in for about six years. I was 22 years old at the time, and I brought that one guy home, and it was just this erotic scene that I had when I was watching my my boyfriend at the time getting fucked and sucking cock with this very dominant top and after that it just it all went from there it started from there and I I've been kind of evolving into it and I've been kind of like it's growing and it's evolving into other things and I'm sometimes kind of scared because I don't want to I don't want to lose the the guys that I'm into in a relationship with for this or to this, but it seems to not stop. (laughs) 
Yeah, 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 I get it. Let's go a little back. Did you always know you were gay? So I'm 34 years old now. I came out. I came out to myself when I was 15 years old. I, I've never been. I, I never have really been that type of gay guy. I have a lot of gay friends. Go, I go gay clubbing, bar. Not really that. I was always into school and sports. I used to play a lot of softball, and I was a runner, and so I had a lot of straight friends, and I had a a big straight group that I kept. And I had two girlfriends in high school that were sort of like my high school sweethearts. And when I was around 15, I ended up having an encounter with my 15 year old like friend from school. We were like kissing and stuff like that. And I noticed that romantically and sexually, I was into men more than women. And I decided that that was probably who I was because I was confused at the time. And I, I came out to myself as as gay and some of my family and then i ended up meeting someone that was a couple of years older than me when i was still in high school and he was also the same as me and i'm gonna call him tyler but he was actually my first boyfriend that i had romantic relationship i started very young because i knew what i wanted this guy that i was dating at the time his name was tyler and me and him decided to to have like a, a romantic relationship and we did and we we ended being together for about six years i i pretty much thought that me and him were going to last for a long time i always said i like having relationships i do romantic relationships i i like to have a good sex life but i don't i'm not i don't cheat i don't i try not to lie and I would say after being together with Tyler for about six years, it was just something that happened that it happened so quick and it happened so fast where I decided to open up my relationship with him with this, this, at the time I was 22 and he was two years older than me. So he was around 24. We were young and I've always been kind of athletic. And so I knew this man that was a, softball coach where I used to play softball in a park. I used to think, oh, he's he's old. He's older than me. He was around, I would say he was in his early 40s. And this man was married and he had children. And I knew him from the park and the events and stuff like that. But it kind of our relationship between me and that man evolved into a friendship. And he started asking me out to like happy hour and go out with him and get to know each other. And I remember asking him and questioning him one day, like, like, wait a minute, aren't you married? And don't you have kids in our marriage? What does your wife say about this? Like, he never fully asked me that he wanted to be with me, but the way he would look at me and talk to me and walk to my car, it was kind of bizarre. And, <laughs> and I kind of, I kind of got the hint. Yeah. And, and, and he said, he told me one day when he was walking to me to my car, walking with me to my car, he said, no, I got a divorce. I'm separated. My kids are older. They live with their mom. And I'm just, I'm just going out and having fun. And I said, oh, okay. And I remember one weekend, it was a Saturday. I was sitting at home watching movies and drinking beer with Tyler. And I ended up telling him about this man. And he said, uh, who is he? Do I know him? And I said, I don't know. I don't think so. I said, but this, this man has been asking me sort of on dates and has been telling me to go out with him. And he said, well, what did you tell him? I said, no, I told him that I wasn't interested. And so this, this kind of continued with this man and I'm going to name him Julio because he was a, 
he was like an older Latino man that was that spoke very little English and mostly Spanish, but I'm also Latino myself. And I used to kind of was able to communicate with him in that aspect well, but I ended up going through this for, I would say a few weeks or so. And then one day he just asked me straight out, Julio asked me straight out, why wasn't I accepting his proposal to go out and have a great time, get to know each other. And I remember I looked at him and I said, because I have a partner. I said, I have a boyfriend. I'm with somebody and I've been with him for a long time. And he looked at me and I remember he said, it's okay. He said, bring him along. And I looked at him and I said, what? And he said, bring him too. He said, bring him too. He said, we'll all have fun together. And I, I was confused. I didn't know what he meant. And I said, does he just want to go out and have some drinks like boys, like guys? Like, yeah, yeah. wasn't yeah. too sure. Okay, I have the perfect Valentine's Day gift idea for you. And you could buy this for your guy. Or if you're a guy, buy it for yourself. It is the Butter Wellness Personal Massager. Anyone who listens to my show knows that I am on a mission, okay, (laughs) to get every guy to try a little anal action. And that's why I love the Butter Wellness Personal Massager because their massager is used on the outside. That's right. You don't have to go on the inside. You just use it right on your taint. If you don't know where your taint is, it is that little sensitive spot between your balls and your asshole. Massaging your taint can not only give you a prostate orgasm, which is like the best orgasm ever, okay? It also increases your blood flow, gives you stronger erections, and if you have any kind of erectile dysfunction going on, it's going to help with that too. And right now, Butter Wellness is offering my listeners 20% off their whole order. So order up for Valentine's Day. You're going to get 20% off your whole order using my code strictly at butterwellness.com. That's butterwellness.com. Use my code strictly for 20% off your entire order. Go get your Valentine's gifts now so you don't have to worry about it later. Butterwellness.com. Code strictly. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. I remember I hopped in my car that night and I was just thinking about it. It was just something that just started sparking my mind. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Does he want to go out like friends? Does he want a threesome? Does he want a three-way? And I was just like, this is very intriguing. It's very interesting. You know, there's this older man that is very masculine. He's very attractive and and he's very butch. He's the softball coach at the park and he, He's telling me that he wants to go practically on a date with me and my boyfriend. Like, like, what does he mean? But it, it caught my attention. And I would say some days passed again. And 
as me and Tyler would sit at home and watch movies and drink, I spoke to him about it again. And he said, well, didn't he get the point that you're with somebody? And I said, apparently not. And he said, well, what did he say? And I, I told Tyler, I said, he asked me to bring you along. And he said, what? And I said, yeah, he, he looked at me at my face and he said to bring you along with me and you go out with him and get to know each other. And he looked at me and he said, what does he mean? Like a, like a threesome? And I said, I'm not sure. I said, all I know is that I've known him for a couple of years. He's a softball coach where I play softball and baseball as well. And I thought he was married and had children, but apparently he says he's not. And he was like, he was, was kind of perplexed and just looking at me. And we had never spoken about anything like this outside of this realm. Like it was just all like kind of new to me and it was new to him to have this conversation. We, me and Tyler had watched porn together and we had fantasized about porn scenes and spoke to each other about these hot guys in porn, but it was just that when our sexual life was just normal, he was the top, I was the bottom he tyler was very masculine and i would say i'm I'm, i am pretty much but i have always dominant and and masculine men tops and i always seem to be the bottom it just the way it's uh, always been with me it's it's kind of weird even though i want it or not it's just the way it's been and i remember like asking tyler what do you think what do you think about me and you get together and we go out on a date with him and he looked at me and he said what does he look like and i said oh like there it wasn't a no it wasn't like a no way it was just like what does he look like i said okay he might be interested and so then i explained to him i said i have to explain to him well what he looks like because this is not your typical gay guy or a guy that we think is hot from the porn so i said well it's He's an older man. He's like, older man? What do you mean? I said, I don't know. I think he's like in his 40s. He's very attractive. He's masculine. He's very athletic, so he's fit. When he speaks a lot of Spanish, a little bit of English, I said, but that's what he looks like. I said, when he was just looking at me like, like he was kind of intrigued about what I was telling him. And I said, do you think that it's something that you would want to do? I can set it up. I can talk to Julio about it. I, I, I just started telling him the details because it was taking weeks, like going back and forth. It was like, it wasn't something that was happening. Like I could make happen fast because it was new to me and I didn't know how to go about it. And then I went back to the park. I ended up telling Julio that, that Tyler, my boyfriend has said, yes, we decided to meet at I wanted to meet at Julio's house because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And Julio said, no, we're going, I'm going over to your house. And I said, okay. So we, it was a Saturday night and we just, I gave Julio my address, my telephone number, everything. Me and the Tyler were waiting for him. I remember in the dining room drinking and, and he walks in and he sits in the table with us, right? I pop out a beer and it's very quiet. We're watching TV and I didn't know if it was a language barrier thing or if it was just, we were kind of feeling awkward or what, but he gets up and he says he wants to use the restroom. So he goes and he uses the restroom. I got into the restroom. I come back and I ask Tyler, what do you think of him? Do you like him? And he said, yes. So that was like a green light for me. I said, okay, well, I guess we're going to do this, like a threesome. 
was going to happen. So when Julio gets out of the bathroom, I get up from the table and I said, let's go inside the bedroom. And we went straight to the hall. We went into my bedroom. And the first thing that he does, he's laying on the bed, right in the middle of the bed with his head on the pillows. He opens up his legs, just like a very masculine, very, very confident man. And that was very attractive to me. I was, I was like, wow, this is hot. And I hope it, I was always thinking in my head, because I was thinking about Tyler, I hope it's hot for him too. So Tyler sits on the right side of him. I sit on the left. And we're just kind of sitting there. I turn the TV on and the TV's just on regular TV, no porno, nothing. I turn the volume down and a few minutes have passed. And I said, well, what do we do now? So in my head, I was thinking I have to initiate this because I don't think Tyler will. I'm more like the one that suggested this, the one that talked to him about it. I'm going to do it. So I reach over and I start grabbing Julio's crotch. That guy was massaging it, groping it. And then Tyler follows me right after that. So we're both doing that when we're both getting a feel of his balls and his crotch. And I was like, this is nice. I'm starting to feel comfortable. I really like it. And then next thing you know, Julio unbuckles his belt. He pulls down his pants all the way down. And there he is with these flannel boxers. And I still remember the boxers because they felt like they were like old man boxers to me, but so I, I was tripping out on them. But I started, as soon as he did that, I looked at Tyler and I went inside his crotch and I was feeling his, his cock and I was feeling his balls. And I remember he had an, uh, he, his cock was really uncut. And, and I said, oh, this is a, an uncut cock. Like he's got a lot of foreskin. And we were just, Tyler followed me right after that too. And both of us started stroking him under his underwear and feeling him, stuff like that. He, he pulled down his underwear and we see this nice looking cock. It was pretty thick and he had a lot of foreskin and he had these big balls. And I look at Tyler and I said, yeah, this is nice, huh? And he said, yes. So the next thing I know, we're getting into it, just stroking him. And Julio's there. He's liking it. He's loving it. Julio didn't say nothing. He wouldn't even, he'd mention a word, nothing. He hadn't touched me. He hadn't even mentioned anything to me. And I said, I have to try to initiate something here bigger because I wanted Tyler to feel comfortable. So next thing I know is Julio goes and he grabs my boyfriend's butt. Like he pulls down his shorts, he pulls down his underwear and he starts groping Tyler, like in the butt, pulling him back more towards him. And we said, okay, okay, this is, this is getting good. Like we're, we're there. But in reality, I was sitting there and I was thinking, why was he, why hasn't he touched me? I, I thought he wanted me. But no. So he was having fun with Tyler's behind. He was enjoying him and me and Tyler were stroking him. And, and we were grabbing his balls, pulling his foreskin down. And I was looking at that cock and I said, I really want to suck this cock. I, I haven't sucked any other cock, but Tyler's cock in a while. Like, I really want this and I really want to do it. And as I started almost to do that, I almost like almost bending my head down. And I was like, I'm going to initiate this. I hope Tyler starts sucking this cock with me and we both are going to like it. And we'll go from there. I start hearing like kissing noises and 
I look back and there they are kissing each other, like French kissing passionately, like tongues out and everything. And I had spoken to Tyler about this when, when we talked about what was going to happen before I invited Julio in. I said, he said, well, what's going to happen when all that? And I said, I don't know. When we cross that bridge, we'll get there. I said, but one thing, let's try to do no kissing in the, on the mouth area. And he said, okay. So when I look back and here they are kissing, like French kissing, tongues out, and I'm over here getting ready to suck his cock. I look back and the sense of jealousy and anger just came upon me because that was that was kind of like the boyfriend that I was at the time. I was a, a jealous boyfriend. I was possessive. I was kind of insecure. And and I had spoken to him about the mouth kissing and, and it was happening right in front of me. And and I, I I got all these weird feelings that just came upon me. It wasn't they were not good feelings. So I sat up on the bed, I moved a little bit away. Obviously I was upset and and Tyler stopped kissing Julio. And Julio hasn't said anything, hadn't touched me, nothing. He was really into my boyfriend. I mean, the chemistry was there between them. And Tyler said, looks at me and he says, what happened? And I look back and I said, I thought we had came to this rule where there was going to be no kissing in the mouth. And he looked at me and he said, we're just having fun. And I said, oh, okay. But it didn't seem like there was no chemistry there me, with me, with them. It was like, it was just them. Or maybe it was just me. I had no, it, like all these feelings just overtook me at that moment. And Julio had no idea what was going on. He was just like, what happened? So when he said that to me, when Tyler said, well, we're just having fun very casually. And I said, I, I got to go to the restroom. I said, I'll be back. So I, I got up from the bed. I went straight into the hall, into the restroom, and I sat there. And and all these jealousy feelings overcame me, possessive feelings, all these anger feelings. It was like the 22-year-old guy that I was at the time, scared of losing my boyfriend. And and <clears throat> watching this was like, whoa, did I did, did I do the right thing to bring Julio to you know my house? And is threesome the right thing? And so a couple of minutes passed, and Tyler walks into the bathroom and he says. What happened? I thought this is what we both wanted. And I said, I thought that we had came to the rule where there was no kissing in the mouth. And he just looked at me blank, like he didn't say anything. And I said, you just broke that rule. I said, so I, I don't know what I feel. I don't know what I want. And he kind of just stared at me like he didn't say anything. He didn't say, okay, let's call it off. We'll do it another time, nothing. He just looked at me and he said, come out when you're ready. So he walked out of the bathroom. He went back into the room and I stood, I was sitting in the bathroom and I was just thinking, wow, he really wants this bad. He, he's, he wants it. And now I don't know what to do. So what I did is I was just thinking and thinking, I said, I have to stop thinking. So I got myself back up, went straight into the hall and I said, I'm going to go in there and I'm gonna to try to enjoy this. It doesn't matter what happens, I'll try to enjoy it. 
So as I was walking back towards the room, I would say five minutes have passed maybe. I start hearing noises as I'm walking towards the room. And I, the door was slightly open, slightly closed. I walk in, I push the door open, and there they were. They were on top of my bed, and they were sort of like in a 69 position. And my boyfriend was sucking the shit out of Julio's cock. He was just sucking it, enjoying it. He had no underwear on. He had just a shirt on, and Julio was just kind of rubbing and fingering him in the butt and i walk in and i'm standing there and i said whoa it was just overwhelming for me like i I wanted it bad but it was not what i thought it was i was gonna have i mean i honestly thought i was gonna be like the star of the night between them like the one in the middle the one in the sandwich like i wasn't like julio was really into my boyfriend and he forgot about me and my boyfriend was really liking being the submissive bottom. Something that I had never seen because he was my top. He was my top. He was my dominant top. He was like, I was the bottom. And I was just watching all this unfold. And I was thinking like, I was angry at the same time. And then at the same time, I started getting aroused. I started getting horny and then angry and jealous and then horny. And I was all these feelings one after another. And I said, I was standing there looking at them. It was just, I would say it was just like 30 seconds a minute. And Tyler gestured to me to join them. He was sucking that cock and he wanted to let it go. And Julio was just enjoying it. And he gestured to me to, to come into the bed and enjoy it. And I couldn't. Like, I didn't want to join. At this time, I just didn't want to join. And I didn't know where to sit. I didn't know what to do. I was I was like, what do I do? Where do I sit? I want to watch this, but I don't want to join anymore. Like, I'm getting aroused. I'm getting horny. But I was jealous at the same time. And I was like, so I was still standing there by the bed. And I said, I'm going to be right outside. And I walked outside of, out of the room into the living room. And I sat in the living room again, just feeling just jealous and then horny and jealous and horny. And I sat there for about 10 minutes and I said, what do I do? I can't undo this anymore. What do I do? So I decided to go back into the room and I I got up because I could hear them from the living room make sex noises, right? So I was getting more and more and more more horny I was wet I was rock hard and I was like I really want this but then I just I don't want to join I don't want to join in I don't want to be a cuckold I don't want to ruin it what do I do I want to watch it so I decided to walk back into the room and as I walked back into the room the door was again slightly open slightly closed and I just stood there by the door and I just started watching and they were just going at it they were like having oral sex, doing the foreplay. And I stood there and I was just, the fact that I was watching the person that I was with for six years, this this guy that I knew that was my top, a masculine guy, just get completely, completely dominated by this straight Latino man that came in and just took him and was just making him his submissive. It was just so hot for me at the moment. Like I was... I was so aroused. I was excited at the same time. The, my feelings of jealousy started going away. 
I didn't want to be like that creep on the standing at the door jacking off. So I was like, what do I do? But I was like bulging. Like I, I, I was like, I, I want to see this. I want to stay here and see this and see where it goes. So I stood there by the door. They never once looked back at me. It was like they were just in a euphoria themselves. And they were going at it with foreplay. And they were, my boyfriend was sucking the shit out of that cock. He was getting, he was doing the deep throat. He was liking his butt getting played with. And I could see why Julio liked him. I mean, we both were pretty athletic, but Tyler had like the, the slim athletic tone look to him with the nice bubble butt. And I, I could see why he was so attracted to him. And then he probably completely forgot about me. Like I could see that. And, and just watching it just unfold on my bed, it was the best thing for me as I stood there and was just kind of like touching myself. I was getting so wet and I was like, what is going on? And, and one thing led to another and they started, changing positions and i noticed they were getting up from the bed and i said whoa because i thought they were just gonna jack off and come like julio was just dominating him like moving him from position to position he was face fucking him he was playing with his butt and i said he really wants him like he really wants him back and i said they kind of got into a doggy style position and I kind of moved back out of the door a little bit. I didn't, I was embarrassed in a way they saw me watching. It was like, it was a weird feeling that I got at the moment. I was like, I'm embarrassed that I'm watching and I don't want to see them like face to face watching me watch them. So I kind of like scooted back a little bit into the hallway. And then I went back in at the, on the doorway watching them. And Julio was trying to position him into a doggy style position, like to fuck him. And I was thinking in my head, now Tyler won't let him do that because Tyler's a top. I was like, he's my top. He supposedly he doesn't like to bottom. And he started rimming him. He started rimming him, and my boyfriend was loving it. He was just in heaven, face down on the bed, and Julio was just taking control of that butt. He was done with the oral sex, and he really wanted to penetrate my boyfriend. You can tell something that i didn't think was going to happen especially bareback we had no condoms we had some lube that i had brought out on the side of the bed to masturbate or jack off stuff like that but i never even thought it was going to come down to penetration so here was my boyfriend butt up in the air doggy style on the side of the bed and julio got up he was standing and he was just getting ready to fuck him and he was controlling the whole thing and he ended up penetrating him and i was like no way no way i i i couldn't believe that this was going on at that time i was like no way but i was getting so roused by it that i just stood there and i watched him just pound my boyfriend this man that that i knew for about two years that was a softball coach very athletic very handsome never even thought it would have bisexual tendency or by or was by curious here he was in my house all of a sudden and he was dominating my boyfriend just made him a complete bottom complete submissive and i was standing on the door just enjoying and loving it i was like whoa what is this feeling i'm loving watching tyler get fucked in the ass 
it's it was just like a euphoria for me already at that time at that moment i was like whoa so he was pounding him pounding him and it was it was all bareback and i was like whoa this is crazy next thing i know this happened for about 10 minutes and i heard julio said something in spanish to tyler and I was like, Tyler doesn't know what he's saying, but he was telling him in Spanish, I'm gonna fuck you hard and I'm gonna come in your ass. And I was like, at that moment, I was like, no way. Some guy's gonna come in my boyfriend's ass. No way, no way. And he did. He, he was fucking him, fucking him, fucking him. And they were both in heaven making noises. They were like on cloud nine. And I was just sit, standing there watching everything from the doorway. And I still have all those pictures in my head from that one time. And it, it happened so fast, so quick. And and he ended up just giving Tyler, I think, what Tyler probably wanted for a long time, but he never showed me that side. He never, I felt like I never knew what Tyler really wanted in bed because he was just always my top. The, the dominant person in the relationship. Here I was, the bottom, the submissive. And I was thinking, this is someone that I don't know in reality who he really is. He's he's either versatile, or he's a bottom, or he's just in the moment and he wants he wants to really get fucked. So that that ended like that. I went back into the bathroom because I couldn't see Julio in the face. I was embarrassed. I didn't know what to tell him, what he was going to tell me. So I waited in the bathroom and I sat there and I, I heard the doors open. and I heard them talk. They were like trying to talk or say something. And and Julio ended up leaving. I heard the front door open, close. And then five minutes later, Tyler comes into the bathroom and says, he's gone. He, he had to go make some calls. And I said, okay. And I never spoke to him about the situation or anything. We never really talked about it. What happened was that three months later, me and Tyler broke up because I found out that they were texting and calling each other to me in places behind my back. So that, that relationship didn't end well for me. It ended right there when I knew he was lying to me. And that's, that's when my fetish of being a cuckold and bringing men home that are straight and masculine and by curious to bring them home to my partner started. Like I started evolving into it when now I'm kind of like feeling like, like my fetish is growing and evolving to a point where it's, it's changing. And I'm like, like becoming kind of like scared at the same time but then at the same time i wanted it to happen again like i i would say i would i was thinking about it a lot every day i was i couldn't get the pictures out of my head what i saw and what i heard the noises tyler and him and i wanted it to happen again and i remember i would say a few weeks had passed and i had reached out to julio again and he brushed me off he kind of said, oh, no, no, I don't want to do that again, whatever. And I knew something was odd and was different. And so that's when I started kind of snooping around and trying to see what was going on. And I did find out that they were texting and meeting each other behind my back. So obviously the sparks 
the sparks were there between them and they really liked each other. And I ended up losing my six-year relationship to that. But I'm wondering, does that factor into your scenarios now? Do you like to be denied? Do you like to be not in on it? Is there some sort of cheating component now or not at all? Yeah, I still like to watch. Yeah, I, I have brought... In my new relationships, I have brought more men home. I like arranging the whole thing, even just arranging the whole thing and hooking up my partners with these guys that I know. All that to me is it's a thrill and it's arousing to me. So I like to watch. I don't join. I don't. I never have joined. I just like to sit and watch. There's been a couple of times where the guy was kind of has been uncomfortable with me in the room twice. And I had, I've walked out of the room and they have fucked the shit out of my boyfriend when I could hear it or just imagine what's going on in the next room. And even that has been arousing. So like that, that makes me believe that my fetish is evolving and it's growing. And sometimes I'm like, okay, should it stop? Should I control it or what? But, but I would say that encounter completely made me not jealous anymore of my partners. I'm not jealous anymore. I don't want to have those feelings of jealousy. When I see my boyfriends and my partners look at another guy, I kind of say, damn, he's hot, right? Like, it would be nice to have him in bed, right? Like, I'll bring conversations up like that before that that wasn't who I was. So, yeah, I would say that first cuckold scenario something good came out of it because I, I was that that jealous, needy boyfriend and possessive. And, and after that, I wasn't anymore. And I'm not with my partners anymore. And I have opened up, I would say, two relationships after that. I have brought men home. And it's always like men that are close to me that I know. I don't bring gay guys home from bars or from clubs. It's always that one guy that I like, a masculine guy that is curious, bi-curious, or bisexual that's, that says they're straight and they start opening, you know, to me up about fantasies. And then I, I go from there. So like arranging the whole thing for my partners is also for me, like arousing and exciting. And I, I get something out of it too. Do you ever have a fear of them leaving you for the person or going behind your back like that first guy did? Yes. I do. I always think about what I did to that first relationship. And I said, I opened it up. And as, as I'm, as I'm, I'm 34 now, but as I get older, I, I open up my relationships, the, the two that I've had, and then this one that I'm in now. And I, I try to be really open with my partners and say, this is just fun, no feelings involved. And that's why I kind of look and I seek out men that I know are not going to get emotionally attached to my partner or to my boyfriend or them to them. So I, I have a big group of straight friends. I've always more than gay. And so I, if they open up to me and I say, this guy is, is hot, like this guy is good looking. I love, I would love to see him in bed with my partner. And I kind of start opening up to them. I had, I knew this guy that was a, a car mechanic. He used to work on sports cars and he opened up to me about, he used to fantasize about being with transsexual women. And that's how it started with him. And, and then I opened up to him about having an open relationship. How my partner was really hot. He had a nice ass and gave the best blowjobs. And I ended up bringing him home. And 
And so I, I kind of feel like that's why I seek these guys that are kind of like really, you know, masculine and on the DL and dominant tops and or by curious or they are very, very like on the secret side. They're just fantasies that they have because it makes me feel secure. It, may, it reassures me that there's not going to be anything going on behind my back. And so. Of course, of course. You don't want what happened before. And now you've been with the guy that you're with now for one year. How many times have you done this with him? I only have brought home two guys. Yeah. So I had a relationship after Tyler for about four years. And I brought men home with that relationship. And then I brought and then I had another relationship after that of two years and I brought men home. This relationship that I'm in now is kind of new and I just started, but I feel that at times I have to kind of take it slow because I feel like I'm not becoming a pro at it, but I feel like my fetish is evolving more and more. And so to the point where I don't want it to get it, I, I don't want it to go out of control, but because I've, I've had situations where the guy has, the person I bring home tells me he's uncomfortable with with me in the room like he can't get it up or something like that and I say well no problem like I'll just step out and then I step out and I just tell my boyfriend if he's okay with it and then I just let them be and and even that alone just hearing my boyfriend get fucked or sucking cock in the next room and hearing everything that's going on even that just gets me rock hard gets me wet I'm aroused by it and I could just I could just jerk off just listening to that. And so it's gotten to be like a, a cuckold thing. But at the same time, it's I have had some situations where I don't even, I'm not even in the room and I, I can still have a good time and enjoy just listening and hearing. Or I've gotten to the point where I've seen it on camera and I love it too. But let me ask you this. What happens when that person leaves? Is there a lot of together time between you and your guy? Do you make sure to reclaim? No, no, it's, it's not, there's no reclaiming sex here. We just kind of go about our lives. We, I, I mean, I, I, I try to have a good sex life, but I think the throw out of this too, is that I'm always the bottom in most relationships. I don't know why I always seem to have these really masculine dominant tops as boyfriends so they never kind of want to bottom or kind of be versatile and so when i look at these guys that i bring home that are completely tops when they're bisexual bicurious and they just completely dominate my boyfriends that's what i want to see that's that's what really excites me when i've seen these situations go bad is when you people are allowing other people into their relationships and that cuck starts being denied and staying off to the side too much and doesn't do the reclaiming. That's where you start to get in the little bit of the danger zone, because if you stop doing that with him, eventually what can happen is someone comes in and is there's some sort of weird chemistry that maybe is different than anybody else. And if you're not reclaiming and you're not going back and reminding him who he really is with. He could get attached to somebody else. And that happens in the regular couples that when it's gone wrong, when it goes right, there's always reclaiming when you're always going back, when you're always remembering and reminding each other who you're with. And when it's always about you two together, 
not just separate you just watching him with somebody. So that's what you want to be careful about. I try to keep a good sex life always with my partners, but like I say, most of the time I'm the bottom, I'm the submissive, they're my tops, and that's the way my sex life is. Can you ever be the person that you see these guys come in and, and be for him? Oh, I can. I would consider myself to be versatile, like I say, but most of the time I always end up being like a bottom. I'm not sure why. Well, but, I think most you know, guys in that in the in the gay community, like they roll one way or the other. There's not so many versatiles, right? I mean, it's mostly more bottoms, right? Yep, I would think so. Yeah, and so the relationships that I've had, I've always been these. You know, I'm with tops with. But they're being men, topped by then, other guys that you bring home. Exactly. Yeah, so if you're verse, why I don't think, you every now and then be the top? I don't know. I it's, it's never really happened. And even though sometimes I've tried, it doesn't happen. And so when I see these guys that I bring home, I have brought in a, a college friend, a barber that I knew, a, a car mechanic. I brought in all these different type of guys that I know personally well enough or acquaintances that I know that are these butch masculine guys that are trying to explore experiment and they dominate my boyfriends and make them to submissive bottoms. It's, it's so rousing to me. And I don't know if it falls back to that first time with Tyler and Julio, but this is, this is what really gets me going. Like it, it wouldn't get me going if I bring another bottom home another gay guy from the bar or another bottom home or a versatile guy and I see my boyfriend in bed with him. Listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with it if this is your kink and your guy is into it and it's what you're into. I just think that what you want to make sure of is that you always keep that connection and that sex life and everything really secure with you and your guy. And I would make sure you reclaim. Yeah, it, that could be true. I've never thought about it that way, but it, it could be true. But I would say that's that's probably one of my kinks and my fetishes, like bringing these men that are completely tops and completely masculine, dominate my boyfriends. Like I say, it wouldn't be the same if I would bring a bottom home. There's times where I want to stop because my fetish and my, my kink is growing more and more to the point where I don't have to be in the room anymore or I've seen it on video happen and but what are you afraid of by that? What is what's the fear? Well, that that I that the kink and the fetish just keeps growing, growing, growing so much where I'm just it's getting out of hand and I forget about my relationships. Right. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. That's why it has to. But that's and I have to wrap it up in five minutes. But that's that's the whole that's the whole thing. That's what you should be afraid of. And listen, I think that you're smart to be thinking that way. Because that can happen when you become so into it. But what also happens at the same time, a lot of times when you you do have a fetish, it's just, it just it's so powerful and the urge becomes so strong. It could really cause a problem. So you just want to make sure you get you, you try to be as moderate as possible and continue to make sure you're doing stuff together with your guy in every aspect of your relationship, especially being intimate with him. So that yeah, there doesn't I, become I this agree, thing yeah. where he's so separate from you and that part is separate because what's going to happen then is it's just a matter of time that you're going to meet somebody that he's going to maybe click with and then you're wind up in the Tyler situation again. That's what you don't want when that's what I've heard can happen. So you have to make sure that your relationship with him is is stronger and better and 
you are smart to be worried about your fetish because you don't want to be overtaken by it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just a, a kink in the fetish that sometimes just grows and grows. I've never had a no from my my partners when I tell them, let's hook up with this guy or let me bring this guy home. What do you think about him? So I feel like they also want it when I see them in bed, in bed get dominated and they're just enjoying it so much and loving it. I'm like, this is hot and this is what they want. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I only started asking questions so Zins because I know that you had some fear and trepidation. I'm like, oh, maybe you need a little advice, but <laughs> you're a really good storyteller, okay? Like, seriously, you made my job really easy. I love this story. It's super interesting because I never had, like I said, it from the gay man's perspective, but I think what's interesting about this and is that it can re- it, like even a straight couple could relate to what's going on here in a way because it's kind of like the same dynamic. It doesn't really matter if you're gay or straight. It's kind of like you're living out the same thing as like when the straight couple ca- calls in and talks about this kind of a thing. So, but the fact that you are a gay man doing it is interesting because I've never heard from one. So thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. Thanks for having me, Kathy. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was great. Now, listen, if you want to send me in an anonymous pick for my Patreon, I don't know if you're into that, but, you know, guys send in pics now, too. Nothing R-rate, like no dick pics or anything like that. But also, just if you want to send a pic to show off yourself, that's cool. And also, now I have a Discord channel that I give anyone who calls into my show gets free access to it so you could go on there and do whatever you want and like when your episode airs you could introduce yourself you could post whatever you want over there and I'll send you that link when your episode is up but if you want to send me in pics for my patreon send them to me now and I'll post them or but I'll also send you like I said the discord channel you get in for free but everyone else pays okay all right sounds good thank you all right thanks mark thanks so much for calling in i'm glad you found my show and i'm glad that you called in to tell your story because i it's a unique and i've like i said i've been doing my show for nine years so it's very rare that i get on something that's unique you know what i mean at this point thank you so much thanks for sharing and thanks for being such a good storyteller you dragged the whole thing out and made it great if you were great <laughs> thanks bye-bye thanks bye hey everyone thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. 
with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.